Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host, just kind of going through different topics and experiences that I am passionate about and would love to share on and hopefully inspire one or many of you. Um, And so today's topic is going to be running from traveling in 2020. Yep, I said it. And I think I just honestly wanted to do an episode on this because it's something that I'm not sure how I feel about. And after looking at some research, I know that a lot of people kind of have the same anxious feelings around it as I do. Before I get into this said research, I just wanted to point out that I, guys, I have an actual microphone. And before this, I actually was just using like the little mic on my headphones. And I'm so excited because genuinely, I'm just, it sounds so much clearer already as I'm editing this. And so yeah, bit of a nerdy thing, but I just wanted to point out that we are actually a legit podcast now. Okay, back to the research. So I was actually looking at this article that was published by the New York Times in April, so a little while ago, but still pretty relevant information. So obviously, as we all know, travel and travel planning are being super disrupted by the worldwide spread of coronavirus. Um, This is not new news. It's been going on since about February, March, and it's something that's affected a lot of our travel. Now, ironically, I actually happened to travel slash move from London back to the U.S. right at the end of February. Um, I think I mentioned in previous podcast episodes that I was previously in London on a student visa for my master's program, and I actually was that person that stayed until the the very last day that my visa expired. So it expired on February 29th, 2020. So leap year literally was the longest day of my life. So much traveling, but it was, it wasn't as weird to be traveling at that time. I think we had just started to hear about this coronavirus type of virus and no one really knew too much about it, but it was starting to pick up a bit in the news. This article goes on to share that in a survey that was taken in the first week of April by 570 respondents, about 74% reported feeling anxious about traveling within the United States, and that was up nearly 300% since that survey project began. Lori Pennington Gray, who's the director of the Tourism Crisis Management Initiative, quoted, we haven't seen a global crisis that's impacted every country globally in every facet of the tourism industry. So this was, this is pretty serious stuff. And then fast forward to about spring break time and when we were all seeing those people that were partying on beaches, on the news, and just kind of with the whole idea that younger people just weren't really taking the virus too seriously. And before anyone assumes that I am just simply recording this episode just to read this article off to you, I promise there is a purpose. So I lightly kind of hinted at this in my episode around pursuing your dream job, but I recently accepted an offer to go and work for a clinic full-time in London, and that requires a work visa and all sorts of things. So I have not done the travel part yet, but I'm kind of just building myself up and preparing myself for that mentally and kind of just doing that while I'm waiting for this visa to finish processing. 
If you've been keeping up with all of my episodes, you've probably learned by this point that I love London and I have been there a few times and lived there for a couple of years for a master's. And so I am like over the moon to be going back, but I think that there is a part of me that has been quarantining and been at home for six months and is a bit worried about traveling and especially traveling that much of a distance. It's not to say that I am like afraid of the outdoors. I've definitely been outdoors since coronavirus has kind of hit the U.S. And like I've mentioned before, I am a big runner and I ran a marathon during the pandemic, but I have just masked up every single time. So I just wanted to share some tips that I found on a site called PriorityPass.com in terms of helping you get over travel anxiety and how I will be planning to try and overcome my travel anxiety. So the first step is a pretty obvious one and it's to make a plan. It says, Anxiety usually stems from feeling like you're losing control and the worry that something terrible might happen. One way to give you back some control is to plan out your trip. And so for me, I'm going to have to do a lot of planning in terms of attempting to find a one-way plane ticket with the least amount of stops and then finding an Airbnb so that I can properly self-quarantine for two weeks. And then just within that, trying to figure out how I might be able to get groceries delivered or maybe I'll just have to order Deliveroo every night. Um, And then on top of that, I've kind of started to do this, but I've been doing like virtual flat tours just to hopefully nail down a flat that I can immediately move into after I quarantine so that I'm kind of set to go for work. So the next step says to try and keep your routine. So it says, we know that traveling can be stressful and confusing at the best of times. So a lack of routine is sometimes the root cause of anxiety. So we recommend creating a routine. It doesn't sound very relaxing, but knowing exactly what needs to happen next can trick your brain into regaining its sense of control. So example, try setting an alarm every morning and heading out for a morning run or walk along the beach. I will not be doing that. I would, I think having maybe a good time to wake up each day during these two weeks of quarantine will be really good. I am someone that's very active. So unfortunately, I won't be able to do any runs outdoors. That won't stop me from trying to do indoor workouts and I've really been loving like Sarah's Day has a really great ebook and I'm sure that I'll find loads of other ones on YouTube. And then the obvious thing will probably be the fact that I will be working from home and so that will be a whole nother component that I'll just have to work in with my jet lag that I will probably have but I am so so excited for. I also want to mention that I am kind of dabbling with the idea of kind of doing a YouTube vlog type of video kind of just going through and showing what it's like to be moving countries in the middle of a pandemic. I have like two reasons why I want to do that. Like one, I think it actually would be very interesting to watch for people. On the other hand, I think it would kind of help me keep a routine if I'm honest. Like I think it'd be nice to kind of have a camera to talk to if anything. I know that I can always FaceTime friends and family, but I think that this just might be like a fun project for me to do in addition to everything else. I think it would also just be a really cool experience to be able to look back on. The next step says to try and ignore that niggling feeling. I must be saying that wrong. Um, But it says listening to your gut is great, but not if you're already feeling 
feeling worried. This is because your gut is overactive and tends to interpret both external information and internal sensations as threats. So what feels like intuition might be anxiety. One way you can tell the difference is by how long your symptoms last. So a gut instinct is often a reaction to an immediate, seemingly dangerous situation. While anxiety, on the other hand, tends to be present regardless of its relevance to your current experience. So if your head is swarming with hypotheticals and worst case scenarios, it's probably not your intuition telling you that you shouldn't board that plane. The next step is to bring plenty of distractions. For some, a film or a game can offer a visual distraction and a pleasant way to pass time. Others find comfort in quiet activities such as reading books, playing Sudoku, or, anxiety allowing, taking a nap. You can also try talking to someone, either to share your concerns surrounding traveling or simply to pass the time. It can be the person you're traveling with, a loved one on the phone, or even someone interesting you are sitting next to on the plane. Whatever your distraction is, consider using it to keep those negative thoughts at bay and have something positive to focus on instead. So I will say that personally, in my experience of living abroad, whenever I was traveling between the States and the UK, I am the type of person that's definitely a napper for long flights. And I would always just take some melatonin before the flight and really just knock out. Sometimes it worked really well and other times it really didn't, especially it depends on your seating. People tend to try and get up or are trying to offer you food when they're coming around with meals and so sometimes that doesn't really work out in your favor. I will say that I had a really interesting flight when I was flying from London to Miami to visit family at Christmas this past year and I actually happened to sit next to someone that I like actually had a conversation with for the first time and I am always that person that's like I you know you see it in the movies and you're like oh my gosh I'm just gonna like you're gonna meet the love of your life on the plane and you're gonna sit by someone interesting and it's just never really happened for me before but I it was like the one time that I happened to sit by this guy that was from LA and he seemed pretty cool and we had similar interests and it was just a really nice conversation to have and the final tip is to not compare your experiences so it says it's easy to beat yourself up when you compare your experiences with the social media feed of a friend or travel blogger this last tip kind of just goes on to tell you to enjoy your holiday and not to try and beat that travel blogger that you follow and love on social media, but instead to just really take in your holiday and enjoy it. But obviously this is going to be a bit more of a holiday for me. And so I think the way that I'm looking at this is just trying not to compare what this experience is going to be with what my master's experience was or when I was doing the master's program in London. And I think I've really been reflecting on this a lot, at least like in the past month of just the fact that I am such a different person than when I last left London. And I don't mean to come off as like super, super cheesy, but I genuinely do believe that a lot of my morals and values have changed quite a bit compared to the person that I was six months ago. And so that is just something that I have really been reflecting on and just a different type of perspective that I'm trying to have going into this next adventure. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. Um, Let me know if you'd like to hear more travel stories. I genuinely have so many Europe stories that I would love to share. Otherwise, I am really excited to be coming out with the interview with the Dear Lovely Universe podcast. Um, That will be the next episode to be released on Sunday. So I'm really excited for everyone to hear that and meet Kaylin. And other than that, if you have any questions or comments, just feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram or Twitter, and I will leave those in the show notes below.